Harvest Australia Church podcast. We're so glad you're listening today. We pray this blesses you and encourages you. And if you want to get in touch with us or find out more about our ministry, please check out our website or social media. We pray you have a great day. The Father sees some of us drowning in the pool of sin, drowning in the pool of the world or confusion or depression or loneliness or our own frustration or bitterness or disappointment. And he sees us swimming around and buzzing around. And what he does, God the Father can't help but say, I need to save that one. I need to go after that one because the kingdom's not the same without them. Do you know that? The kingdom of God is not the same without you. Without your gifting, without your heart, without the desires that God's put within you, the kingdom of God is not the same. It needs you. He needs you. The Father's heart for you is that you would be not only just rescued, but that you would become a kingdom honey producer. Sweet honey of the kingdom so that others could enjoy the life and love of Jesus Christ and the kingdom of God so that many, you know, the good thing about bees is they multiply so fast, so fast, like sometimes a thousand a day can be added to a hive. And this, I believe, is a picture of the kingdom of God, a thousand a day added to their number. Just think on that for a minute. This is God's procreation at work. He desires multiplication, growth. He desires our hearts to be multiplied and so that what he's put within us can bless other people. Not curse other people, but bless other people. Not that we'd become judges, but that we would become healers. There's a big difference, isn't there? And yet sometimes, even in our own muck, even in our own sin and our own stuff, maybe it's even just busyness of life, we'll be drowning away, not even knowing it. And the Father, I'm sure he says to some of the angels, all right, go and rescue that one. Go and get the heavenly net. Get them out of the pool. Rescue them. It's time. It's time. And I believe for some of you here today, it's time. Maybe Jesus has been stirring stuff in you or speaking to you, or maybe you've been exploring Christianity and just wondering, is this stuff real? And I want to say to you today, Jesus is real. I want to just throw up the next picture there after that that Tim's got. This is a picture of the man who didn't just swap a life for a life, but he swapped his life for your life, for all humanity Bible says in Romans 3.23, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Everyone, every single person on the face of this earth has sinned and fall short of the glory of God. You're no worse than anyone else. Some of you think you're a little bit worse than other people. Some of you think maybe, you know, there's stuff you've done that is just unforgivable. I'm sure some of the cricketers in the last week have felt like that. And yet, isn't it interesting how quickly we can see Steve Smith, he's repenting his tears, and even the heart of man can forgive. I've forgiven him. I'm like, dude, just put him back in the team now. Why? Because you see repentance. When Jesus sees repentance, it's irresistible to him. It's irresistible to him because it draws us to the Father through the cross, the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. That's a pretty buff Jesus, actually. (laughs) 
Your connection to God is through this man. My connection to God the Father is through this man. There is no other way. There's no other way. There's no other intermediate. There's no other person. There's no other methodology. There's no other religion. There's no other style, prayer. As good as some religions are, it is only through a man who has sacrificed everything for you and for me. And he's washed our sin clean when we bring our hearts before him in repentance and we say, Jesus, forgive me. Those simple words... Those simple words of the man who was next to Jesus meant that he was going to spend the rest of his life in eternity. He'd had his whole life, the other criminal. He'd had his whole life being a criminal in sin. And yet a momentary word to Jesus means eternal salvation. A momentary posture of our heart of saying, Jesus, I need your forgiveness. I need this life. I can't live in my life anymore. I don't want my own confusion. I don't want to try my own methodology, my own style. I actually want someone else who's greater than I, who's done it before, who's done it for billions of people on the face of the earth. I want that love. I want that forgiveness. I want that life. I want truth. I'm not going to resist it anymore. I'm just going to go with it. And whatever it means, it means. Sometimes it's a scary thing, but it's the greatest message in the history of the universe. The greatest message in the history of the universe. That's why most of you are here. But I want to give an opportunity. I hope that some may be here today. Maybe you've been questioning. Maybe you haven't got serious about this man. He got very serious about you, and he still is. He's pursuing you even if you don't feel like it. He loves you even if you don't know it. The Bible says that the eyes of the Lord are moving across the earth to and fro, seeking who he can strongly support. His desire as a father for his children is that he would strongly support us. Not just half-baked, not just a little bit, but a lot. And whatever you're going through right now, even today, maybe there's some confusion, some doubts. Maybe you're wondering how life's going to pan out for you. I want to say to you that it's no mistake that you're here this morning hearing me yelling into a microphone and saying that Jesus is your answer. You might have been searching a while. You might have been known about Christianity. You might have been in church a whole lot of your life, but never fully realized that this man, the man, Jesus Christ, is the answer to every problem. He is the answer to life's questions. And it says in Romans 6.23, For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. It's free. It's free. Just like that hostage lady who was held by the terrorist, she had, who knows what her life looked like prior to that? Who knows who she was? Was she a good person, bad person? It didn't matter. That policeman chose to replace his life for hers, irrespective of her life. This is exactly what Jesus does for you and for me. It doesn't really matter what's happened in the past. It matters where is your heart right now? Where do you stand with Jesus today? Where do you stand with Jesus today? Are you for him? 
Are you against him? There is no middle ground. There is no middle ground. There's no gray area. You can question it. You can ask questions. And that's a very healthy thing to do. But I want to ask that question of you today. Are you for him? Are you against him? And I want to say that if today you've come and maybe this has stirred you, maybe there's something I've been saying that has resonated with you and you've realized that it's time to get serious with this man who gave his life for me. It's time to get serious and stop stinging him with doubt and questions and confusion and I don't really believe in it. You know, say to this man's face, I really don't believe in you. Say to this man's face, I don't really think that maybe you died or that it was such a greater sacrifice. Maybe there's other gods who did a similar thing. Say that to the face of Jesus Christ. Say that to the face of him who desires you more than you desire him. And today, if in hearing that you've been stirred to the truth, then I want to say to you, it's as simple as the criminal who was next to Jesus. It's as simple as that. All you have to do is say, Jesus, forgive me. Recognize our rottenness and say, Jesus, forgive me. Wash me in that blood that you shed on the cross. I don't want to be sting you anymore with my confusion and my own humanity, my own questioning, my doubts, my insecurities, or my disappointment in man or woman or anyone else. It's time to stop doing that. But actually, rescue me today, Jesus. Rescue me today. Sweep me up with the net of heaven because I want an eternal life with you, Jesus. Because that's what it means ultimately. That's why it's the greatest message of all time. You know, Superman is not coming back for you. I'm sorry to depress you know, any of the DC fans, but let's go over to Marvel. I'm, I'm a Tony Stark fan. And, you know, but Tony Stark is not coming back for me. He's not coming to rescue me and give me eternal life. He just, you know, is two hours of entertainment. That's it. It ends there. But Jesus Christ is coming soon for you. And for me, and he's going to come to judge the living and the dead. And he's going to resonate. He's going to check our hearts. Are we for him? Are we against him? Have we postured our heart where we've said, Jesus, I want to live for you. Jesus, I want to be washed in your blood. Do you know what? It doesn't matter whether you've ever done an altar call or not. If you don't know what an altar call is, it's when people traipse out the front and maybe commit their lives to the Lord or receive prayer. They're good things to do, but you don't have to do that to become a Christian. That's churchianity, not Christianity. We still do it. There's nothing wrong with it. But ultimately, it's a heart position of your heart with His. If you want eternal life and you want connection with the Father, that's God, the eternal God then it's only possible through this man here, Jesus Christ, the man who died. He rose again. That's what we celebrate on Sunday, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. No other God's ever done it. No other God will ever do it. Jesus Christ is now seated at the right hand of the Father, and he's coming soon, and he's coming soon. And sometimes we forget that because our lives maybe get really good or maybe we get caught up in our own stuff. But Jesus Christ is coming for you and for me. And he's pursuing some this morning to recommit, to commit, to make a life decision where you finally say, okay, Jesus, I give up. I give up. I've tried my hardest, but I actually want 
to submit my life to you. I want to give my life to you. I'm going to give us just a minute. You don't even have to stand. Do you know what? You don't even have to close your eyes. I don't know whether the criminal at the cross next to Jesus, he probably was closing his eyes. He had nails through his hands and feet. But some of this stuff that, that, that we think is Christianity sometimes is a method or a style, but we leave our heart posture alone. But it's all about the heart. It's all about the heart condition. Your heart and his. My heart and his. And so this morning, if God is speaking to you, you'll know because you'll have a little, maybe a little nervousness or a little feeling inside that I wish this guy would shut up. <laughs> Ever had that feeling? Just shut up, preacher. I want hot cross buns. There's a bouncy castle waiting for me out there. That's what Adrian's saying. All the more important, all the more important, give your life to Jesus, then do the bouncy castle. <laughs> Having said that, I'm going to ask you to close your eyes. I knew you knew I was going to do that anyway. Lord Jesus, we thank you for your truth and your life and your hope that you've given us today. And the reminder that your life is our free gift. We didn't deserve you. We don't deserve some of the freedom and the hope and the eternal life that you've given us, but you gave it to us anyway. And so today, Lord Jesus, I ask that anyone who's here, Lord, that hasn't made that commitment to you or needs to remake that commitment to you, that you would speak to them right now. You would speak to their hearts you would draw them in with your love, draw them in with your truth. And Lord, that you would meet them in every area of need in their life. And Lord, I thank you for your word over us, for pursuing us, for chasing us down. 